This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. It's time to get educated on your Second Amendment rights. Welcome to two full hours of Gun Owners Radio. Your hosts, Dave Stahl, Joe Dramisi, and Michael Schwartz, will teach you about firearms, self-defense, and the laws that affect your rights to keep and bear arms. Visit GunOwnersRadio.com with questions to learn how to become a sponsor of Gun Owners Radio and get involved. Together, we will win. Now here's your hosts, Dave Stahl, Joe Dramisi, and Michael Schwartz on The Answer San Diego. All right, folks. Hey, welcome. This is Gun Owners Radio FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer. This segment is sponsored by John Dillon and Dillon Law Group. And do you have legal matters that involve anything gun-related? Well, then you need to call our attorney, John Dillon. Whether it's a red flag law, gun registration question, gun transportation question, or maybe you aren't sure that your gun comply with California law, well, you need to call our trusted firearms attorney, John Dillon. John Dillon is right here in Carlsbad and specializes in California gun laws. Give him a call at 760-642-7150. Or you can visit his website at dillonlawgp.com. And folks, welcome back, Joe Germisi. He has been a world traveler out shooting anything and everything. That's right. Went to America for a week out yeah. of gun sight. Commonly known as Arizona. And then, of course, the infamous Michael Schwartz. The infamous. Yeah, I have a really cool guest for you, Dave. Who do you got, bud? I have Ashley, are you there? I am here, Mr. Mike. How are you? <laughs> Good, Ashley. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. So everybody has heard of our very cool program that uh, San Diego County Gun Owners has. Calls okay, we, we call it hashtag Not Me SD, right? Which is a program to help women, help educate, uh, and uh, uh, provide resources for women who want to own a gun, they want to carry a gun for protection, and they want to make sure that they have the professional training to be successful to do all the above. And Ashley, you are a participant in Not Me SD, right? I am. I'm a proud participant. I'm, I'm still a newbie, but I definitely have found a, my home, my new home with the, within the gun community, and I'm, I'm so excited to be a part of it. And I really have a have Mr. Mike and, and Desi and all the everyone at San Diego County Gun Owners to thank for that. I saw you know I saw a video of you shooting. I think it was yesterday. Yeah, I went shooting yesterday. We did. You were kicking butt. It was awesome. I, <laughs> I so, did all right yesterday. So Mike has already said off air he's not going shooting with you because he hates being embarrassed. Yeah, I don't like being embarrassed. You were out <laughs> shooting everybody. And I'm like, ah, oh, geez. Another one that's better at me at shooting. <laughs> so how did you find it? Now, I, my first memory is that you participated in a Zoom with us uh, on how to get your CCW. How did, how did you find San Diego County Gun Owners originally? So actually, I, I first saw Mr. Mike on KUSI, and um, and that kind of sparked my interest. And so I, I went, you know, on social media and found you guys on Instagram. And then I saw a, a post about a CCW seminar that y'all were having online. Yeah. Participated in that, got so much good information. Um, and you know, I work as a mobile notary, and you guys were really helping me kind of direct me with my good cost statement and and all of that info. And so that was pretty much the the beginning of of this awesome friendship and and a relationship that I've gotten with you guys. and It is an awesome friendship. It is. It is. It really is. And then um, Desi reached out and and let me know about that ladies only shooting seminar that y'all were doing for uh, Not Me SD. And then that, that was, you know, maybe a couple of months ago, I think. And, 
got to meet everybody there. So many cool people. Uh, my original, I guess my, my original partner was Miss Gale, but then I, I got spoiled and I had Mr. John helping me, Desi helping me, and I got to shoot this plethora of guns that everyone was just like, well, here, try this one, try this one, <laughs> trying to just get me comfortable and being super helpful. And I had such a great time and now, is there a, the rest of the history. Is there a particular, what was the catalyst for you being interested in a CCW or gun ownership? Was it was this something you grew up in, with or, or is this something that happened a little bit later or was there was there a particular incident or anything or what, what can you tell us about that? Yeah, you know, so, I mean, my family is all from Texas originally, so it's, it's a, we're a gun family. My dad served in the Navy, so it's, it's kind of always been embedded there. Um, and then as things have progressed, kind of shifting in California, my husband and I were talking about the need for it more and more, um, just to kind of, you know, for self-protection and things like that. And then um, I, working as a notary, I actually did have a scare. I, I went in to do a signing. And as a notary, you don't know who you're going to be signing. You know, you have their paperwork, but you don't know who you're meeting. And it was very Silence of the Lambs-esque, I, just, I would say. Like, super creepy. The guy, like, deadbolted and locked the door, locked, pretty much locked me in and put the key back into his shirt pocket. Oh, and my I, God. He had a chill up my back. And I was like, oh, no, this is... So it's not, not good. Right now. Yeah, it was it was scary. And I mean, I got through it. It was, you know, it's kind of a weird guy. And the signing, I did the signing as quickly as I could. I, I almost ran out of there once he unlocked that door. But um, that was when I was just like, yeah, no, I'm not I'm not ever going into a stranger's ho- home when I don't have a way to protect myself if something yeah. like this ever happens. Well, I'm glad nothing happened. So you'd recommend any, any, especially any woman out there who doesn't want to have to put the lotion back in the basket, that they should go... Yeah. <laughs> Check out hashtag not me SD. Is that what I'm hearing? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, Ashley, I'm so elated that you've uh, become a part of San Diego County Gun Owners, and I I love the fact that you're training with Desi. She's the best. Um, and I, I just can't thank you enough. And, and, you know, congratulations. And I know. So your next step is you're actually working on your CCW, right? I am. I, I've submitted the application. I, I think my appointment isn't until September, but I've, I'm hearing rumors that they're moving things a little quicker than what they're yeah. listing everything at. I got my. I picked up my Glock 26 last week. I Ooh. broke my so I know, I, Joe. I, you have a Glock 26, right? I do. That's what I started out with. What do you? Any advice for Ashley and her Glock 26? No, I love. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Glock person, I guess, because I started just by accident with a Glock, and now I've got three of them. I carry a 19. Yeah. And the uh, no, the twenty six is great. I shoot it really well. It's it's a nice, easy to shoot thing. How did you do with yours? Are you shooting it well? I, you know, I, at first it was a, it was a little snappy, and I was I was having some trouble with the slide. But I mean, everyone over at the Poway Range and Desi herself is just so amazing, and they kind of helped me break the gun in a little bit yesterday. And so it's I by the end of the shooting session, I felt a lot more comfortable, and and I'm already looking at like forty threes and things like that because it's. <laughs> For you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, what's the next one? And sometimes the bullet weight will help with the snappiness. Like if you were shooting 115 grain, which is pretty common at the ranges, it'll tend to be a little snappier than, say, the 124s or what I reload now. And then the um, defense loads, when you, you know, if you use, um, I use critical duty, and that's 135 grain. And the lighter loads tend to be a little bit snappier, or at least the lighter bullets. So that might be something that you notice um, if you try, you know, play around with it a little bit. Yeah, I did. You, I, you know, I had to get my hands on whatever ammo I could get yesterday. I went over to... Um, <laughs> yeah, that's the problem now. Yeah, exactly. So I just had to take what I could get. But I, my dad was the one that mentioned yesterday when I was telling him about it. He was just like, you know, sometimes it's the ammo that, 
you know, you need to just change up the ammo and then you'll find that your gun shoots a little better. So. Yeah. Well, we, we really appreciate you being a part of the program. And, uh, you know, everybody listening out there, if you're a member of San Diego County Gun Owners, this is, is a big part of the fantastic work that you're supporting and you know ashley here has resources and she's become a member of the san diego county gun owners family i can't thank you enough ashley thank you so much for calling oh, in and, right. and good luck with everything and and you know what we're going to do is we'll, we'll we'll uh we'll invite you back on after you get after you go through your first uh ccw appointment you can tell everybody how it went okay oh i will i'm happy to do it thank you guys have a great sunday thank you so uh, that's Ashley. How awesome is that? Very awesome. A um, couple of things before we go to break here. Subscribe to our email list to win an Eclipse holster dump tray. We're actually extending the raffle from last week. So we're, uh, uh, we started that raffle last week. We're extending it for at least another week. So if you go to gunownersradio.com and subscribe to our email list, you could win an Eclipse holster dump tray. Don't forget, too, that Cover Your ASP Week, ASP, ASP Week, uh, it's coming in March. Uh, tickets go on sale on October 15th. And if you are a San Diego County, Riverside County, San Bernardino County, or Orange County Gun Owners member, um, you can actually register early so you can beat the crowd. So check your email for the access code so that you can register for Cover Your ASP Week with John Correa. He's going to be out here in March. And there's a bunch of training and uh, educational opportunities for, for a whole week. It's actually going to be very cool. Joe and I were talking about uh, uh, about that and uh, participating in some of the classes and seminars. And then take the listener survey on gunownersradio.com slash survey. If you go to gunownersradio.com slash survey, you could win a 511 Rush 24 backpack. Uh, the winner is going to be picked on November 15th. Uh, thank you very much, Lucas and Brittany, at the 511 in Mission Valley. And then don't forget, too, that uh, this weekend coming up, we have a couple of uh, San Diego County gun owners Tabletops, gun shop tabletops, specifically Poway Weapons and Gear this Saturday, and then SoCal Gun Broker up in Ramona. Poway Weapons and Gear, obviously in Poway. Obviously. Obviously. And then SoCal Gun Broker is in Ramona. SoCal. It's in SoCal. 11:30 D Street up in Ramona. Uh, go go check it out. Bring your friends. If you've been meaning to sign up, go to these uh, gun shops. Check out the the uh, tabletops. Sign up with us and uh, support the fantastic work we do, like oh, making yeah. sure that Ashley can get a Glock 26. Darn right. Thanks, Ashley, for calling in. We appreciate it. Maybe one of these days we'll get you in studio. Right here on FM 961 AM 1170. The Answer. More Gun Owners Radio with Dave, Joe, and Mike to come on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, educating you on your Second Amendment right. Now, here are your hosts of Gun Owners Radio, Dave Stahl, Joe Dramisi, and Michael Schwartz on The Answer San Diego. All right, folks, welcome back. You are listening to FM 961. AM 1170. The answer. Hey, what's the best defense for self-defense and those horrible new red flag laws? Firearms Legal Protection. Firearms Legal Protection is the legal defense program for lawful gun owners with a 24-7 emergency hotline. Let them provide the lawyer for you. Call Firearms Legal Protection today. That's Firearms Legal Protection at firearmslegal.com. Or just call them straight up, 469-310-9100. All right. Now we have a very cool guest. 
from, uh, by the way, um, that was a little Van Halen tribute to... Uh, I was wondering if you were going to say anything. I am. Eddie uh, Van Halen. Yeah, I got to tell you, what an American treasure. Uh, I know it's a gun show, but... What a guitarist. Yeah, what an American treasure that guy is. Truly, um, I'm finding out that not a lot of people truly realize um, the impact he had on popular music yeah. and, and modern guitar. Uh, he really, truly was uh, such an original and uh, such a um, such a such a loss. If you have Sirius XM, go to Channel Twenty Five. Yeah, it's the Eddie Van deep Halen. Tracks. Their deep tracks channel is it is. And when you listen to that guy, you know, rip a guitar. I mean, I just get goosebumps. Yeah, he's amazing. Yeah. He really is. Truly, and, truly was. And you can tell, gift. too, by, you know, what other musicians say about him. Because, yeah. you know, the, the really big musicians. Oh, they all. Steven Tyler and all those guys just talk about it. Yeah. yeah. Goosebumps again. Anyway, so we're going to be playing uh, Van Halen on all our bumpers this whole uh, Oh, this you talked hour. him yeah, into it? I got him to, to, to do that. So he only found two. <laughs> but before we do that. Um, Dr. Piazza, the founder of Frontside out in Nevada, which is a, uh, a training school and resort and one of my favorite places to go, uh, asked him to come on and, and talk about a couple of very specific things here. Dr. Piazza, are you there? I am. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. Thank you. Thank you for being on the show again. We really appreciate you uh, coming on. Um, asked you to be on. Welcome. Asked you to be on to talk about. Uh, I get there's some. Uh, legal action that they're looking to uh to do against front site to to try to shut you down in nevada oh please can you can you talk to give us some details about that because it's very concerning that they would try to do that sure uh we had 900 students uh arriving for the september 4th through 7th uh weekend uh we had opened on september 1 to give you a little bit of a backstory i closed front site voluntarily even though i knew constitutionally i didn't have to but i did it just to be a team player with this whole you know covid pandemic thing going on perfect and i and i was i was very clear i was very clear about it i said uh you know we'll do this we'll close down to be uh you know part of the part of the plan and uh we're going to open up on september 1 under our normal policies and procedures because quite frankly you cannot provide safe firearms training with your instructors maintaining, you know, six foot uh, social distancing. And you can't provide safe firearms training with people in masks because your glasses fog up for both the instructor and the student. And without being able to see properly, you're asking for, uh, you know, a tragedy to occur. So I was very clear about it. And uh, we sent emails out to all of our students, letting them know that this is how we were going to proceed and uh, about two or three days before 900 students were about to arrive, we received a letter from uh, Deborah Strickland, who is the chairperson of the Nye County Commission. And now, now understand, the Nye County Commission, just a few months earlier, well, a few months, a year earlier, it would have been November, December of 2019, made a big deal out of them declaring Nye County, the county in which Frontside operates in, a Second Amendment sanctuary. So the last people I thought I was going to get any issue from was the Nye County commissioners. Jeez. And they they requested that, or they basically sent us uh, information and, and requested, more like demanded, that we comply with the, the governor's COVID restrictions. And we responded back with our attorney uh, to, with a letter basically stating the reasons why 
legally and constitutionally, uh, we were not required to comply with these directives, meaning that the, the governor of Nevada cannot make restrictions against uh, Second Amendment rights in the state of Nevada under any circumstances. And uh, we asked the Nye County commissioners to stand with us uh, against the governor. And they completely refused. They completely caved in. And uh, now we refer to Deborah Strickland as the sun, sunshine patriot Deborah Strickland. Because, you know, it's real easy to stand up and beat your chest about Second Amendment sanctuary and, and Second Amendment rights when there's no risk. Right. And there's no uh, nobody, you know, breathing down your throat. So they completely abandoned us. And even worse than that, they then sent us a letter uh, stating all the bad things that could happen to Frontside and to me if we uh, continued uh, to open our facility. Wow. Fines, arrest, you name it. So when so, I said uh, so, so when I said they, you know, the the they that want to shut you down, this is the the county, uh, Nye County, where Frontside is located. Um, and, and it sounds like they're being instructed by the uh, uh, governor's office of Nevada. No, that, uh, that, that, that's the way it sounds. But in reality, they simply punted this issue to the governor, and he has an enforcement unit, the Nevada uh, OSHA, uh, oh, Occupational Safety Hazard uh, Administration, etc. cetera. Uh, they're the ones that a day later, after Nye County abandoned us, and then sent uh, a letter to the governor. The governor's office sent us a letter uh, stating that we were in violation of holding uh, an event with more than 50 people, not wearing masks, not com- uh, completing the social distancing, and also you know, threatening us with uh, fines and shutdowns, et cetera. So I really had a decision to make. I mean, we're two days away from 900 people from all across the country descending on front site to exercise their second amendment and first amendment rights. And, um, you know, I knew it was, uh, I knew it was risky. I knew it was dangerous uh, for us to open, you know, uh, uh, this could have been a situation where, you know, the, the, the Nevada state police showed up in armored personnel carriers at the gate of front site, uh, and, you know, gathered everybody up, arrested whoever they wanted to arrest and sent everybody home. It could have been that big a deal. Fortunately it was not. Um, I got together with my legal counsel and we filed a lawsuit um, a day before, I believe, uh, that people were were going to be arriving. So we had to work around the clock because we only had a few days notice, filed a lawsuit against the state of Nevada. And uh, we ran our classes as we normally would. You know, 900 people showed up. They all had a great time. It was all very safe. Good. And we've been open ever we've been open ever since, and we continue uh, to remain open, and we'll we'll continue to remain open, because the law and the Constitution are clearly on our side. There's no question about it. Well, and it sounds like uh, still the, the Nye County, like you said, just kind of punted, um, and and even though they they had passed some kind of hey we're a sanctuary county, we're a Second Amendment sanctuary county. They still just kind of punted and kind of left you out to dry. Am I am I recapping that accurately? Absolutely. Not only did they did they refer it, uh, punting is is kind of a, a misnomer. They referred it to the governor's office, and then they refused to stand with us in defense of our our Second Amendment rights, even though they proclaimed Nye County a Second Amendment sanctuary. Yeah. And that's that's the thing that bothers me the most because. I consider myself a patriot. I consider myself one that would stand for the Constitution. And when you elect people in a county that makes 
a, a claim like that, and then the first chance they get to basically put their money where their mouth is, to stand for the principles that they espoused a year earlier, and they cave in, it just, it's, it, it, it just makes me sick. It honestly does, because that's not the way I would operate. Yeah, I, you know, I, honestly, I proved it. I've never, I'm not really a big fan of the uh, uh, Sanctuary County or Sanctuary City uh, movement or uh, whatever. And, and I've taken some criticism for that. People have, well, gee, Mike, you know, it's Second <laughs> Amendment and guns and, you know, I don't know. It's a lot of hot air, though. I, you know, it, it really is just an opinion piece. It doesn't actually affect the law. I think people are under the impression that uh, if you if you become a, a Second Amendment sanctuary county or city, um, that the, the state law or federal law no, no longer applies in that municipality. And it's just not true. Um, now, I understand it's a good PR thing. You know, I understand that it's a good statement to make, but I think people put a little bit too much um, emphasis on that. And what really counts is the people that are uh, elected, the people that are there right there on the county level, you know, uh, could have stood up for you and didn't. I mean, it was real easy for them to put out this opinion piece and say, hey, we're a Second Amendment sanctuary county. And But then when, when the Second Amendment needed them, what did they do? They referred it off to the, the governor. Um, so I, I'm always I'm a little I'm just not a big fan of that. I'm, it's, it seems like the the Second Amendment sanctuary stuff. It's a lot of uh, you know it's a, a lot of squeeze, not a lot of juice. Especially if they're just simply not going to stand up when when the time comes. And I'm sorry you had to go through that. So are you guys? What's the next step? Are you guys doing classes now, or what do you anticipate happening? Yeah, we have we haven't uh, skipped a beat. We continue Good. to run our classes. You know I. Hundreds and hundreds of people have trained there since then, and hundreds and thousands will train more. We're getting right into our busy season now with, uh, you know, into October, November, the pretty much the best weather months, um, along with oh, probably eight, late March, all of April, and early May. That's the best weather months out there. And we'll, we'll train upwards of 1,500 people uh, in, you know, in a given weekend class out at front site in the best weather months. Yeah. Where our capacity is 2,000, we've we've wow. never hit the capacity, uh, but I'm sure uh, that uh, you know at some point in the future we will. And it never feels. By the way, it, I've been there on weekends where it's a thousand, eleven hundred. Never feels that way. You guys have a ton of room. You're so well organized. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like you're elbow to elbow with uh, you know 900 other people. It's always so well run. We actually just announced one of our board members. He's he since moved to Texas, but every year he he does a charity shoot out at Front Sight and uh, get about two 250 people out there. And we just announced the date for the first weekend of March. So we're going to be out there first weekend of March. But we're going to Dr. Piazza. We're talking to Dr. Piazza, the founder of Front Sight. And we're going to hold you over for the next segment. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, some of your thoughts on some of the civil unrest and what, what, it's, what it's done with uh, Frontsight and how you guys have reacted. So stay with us, sure. and we'll, uh, we'll talk to them right on the other side of the commercial. All right, folks, this is FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer. folks welcome back or should we just sit here and listen to this for a little let's bit? just listen to some van halen yeah baby rest in peace my friend 
So what's the best? I'll do this low so everybody can hear it. Hey, what's the best defense for self-defense in those horrible red flag laws? Firearms Legal Protection. Firearms Legal Protection is a legal defense program for lawful gun owners with a 24-7 emergency hotline. Let them provide the lawyer for you. Call Firearms Legal Protection today. That's Firearms Legal Protection at FirearmsLegal.com. Or just call them direct at 469-310-9100. In fact, that's an, uh, I think California assault weapon laws make it almost impossible to own an AR pattern rifle. What's the solution? Cali Key. Cali Key converts any mil spec direct impingement AR pattern rifle into a straight full bolt action rifle. So if it... It can have all the features without being considered an assault weapon. It's a true drop-in solution. No milling, no aesthetic modifications, and no turning off your gas systems. Keep your entire AR collection intact at a price you can afford with Cali Key. Check out Cali Key at CaliKey.com. That's K-A-L-I-K-E-Y.com. All right, we're talking with Dr. Piazza, who's the founder of Front Sight. He's done a ton of interviews, and I'm sure this is the first time he's ever had uh, Running with the Devil as intro music. So <laughs> thank you for uh, sticking with us for an, another segment. You know, I, I got to tell you, my just real quick, and I, my first experience with Front Sight, you know, I found you guys online back in like, I don't even know, 2004, way back. And it, it was one of those deals, to be honest, it looked too good to be true. And you guys, I, one, of your, one of your testimonials, you had a bunch of testimonial videos. One of your testimonials just happened to be a colleague of my father that I recognized. And I thought, well, wow, okay, what a coincidence. Clearly, this is legit. I got involved and uh, went and took a shotgun class. A four-day shotgun class was my first, uh, was my first experience. And I was still kind of wondering, well, gee, it was so affordable you know, I was kind of worried, like, well, what do you, what's going to happen? Are they going to, am I going to have to come up with more money to, you know, when I get there or whatever? None of that. I, I, I had an extremely great and professional experience. And by day like three, I was walking around your property, you know, thinking to myself, well, how can I give this guy more money? Like, what can I buy here? You know, <laughs> it was, I had such a great experience. Um, I, I just loved every minute of it. And I think what you guys are doing is absolutely fantastic. Well, thank you. We, we've, uh, we've built Front Sight on the uh, universal law of reciprocity, and you, you hit it right on the head. After experiencing everything that we said you were going to experience and was absolutely true, you actually want to do more for us. And you do that by bringing your family and your friends and telling everybody you know about it, giving you know, such a great personal experience on this radio station. And if, you're, if your listeners are, are not aware of it, they can actually take a free four-day defensive handgun course by simply going to uh, the link frontsite.com forward slash gun owners radio. And they literally can secure a free four-day defensive handgun course. It's a $2,000 value that they can use at any time in the future. And if for some reason they can't use it, they can transfer it to a family or friend uh, who can come out and take the class. And the reason we do this is because our purpose at Front Sight is to positively change the image of gun ownership in our lifetimes by training responsible citizens to levels that far exceed law enforcement military standards. And once you come out and take this class, you will now be a walking, talking representative of safe and responsible and expertly trained gun ownership. And you will then want to take everything we offer and you will want your family and your friends and your coworkers and your boss and everybody you know to experience the same thing. And that's how we've trained nearly a million people since we opened in 1996. 
and are growing at a at an amazing rate. And uh, it's it's the purpose behind Front Sight. So please take advantage of the free course, and it'll be exactly as you've explained it. And then uh, you'll be one of the the Front Sight uh, trained who will go out and spread the word in your community. And we call it planting a liberty tree. You basically go back to your community, and you're the seedling. And through your referrals, we build, or we we create a liberty tree right there in your community of of uh, super well trained, responsible Second Amendment advocates who can handle handgun, shotgun, rifle and even submachine gun to levels that far exceed military and law enforcement standards. And for those who didn't write it down, it's frontsite.com slash gun owners radio, and you get a, a four-day uh, handgun class for free. No catch, nothing nothing you have to do other than uh, go there and uh, uh, follow the instructions, and it'll give you a free four-day class. Now, in the 30 years or so that I've been interested in, in guns and, and paying attention to the, to the gun world, um, I've never seen... You know, I've seen a few catalysts for for people to get interested in gun ownership, like Katrina. You know, uh, Y two K. You know, people got real interested in owning a gun, but I've never seen a catalyst like uh, like uh, COVID and and the uh, the BLM riots. Um, I, I mean, people are just abs- coming out of the woodwork and saying, "Okay, you know what? I haven't even thought about owning a gun before, and now I realize how necessary it is." Um, what, first off, what are your thoughts, Dr. Piazza, on the civil unrest that's been happening since since March? Well, I think the Democrats have, have literally and figuratively shot themselves in the foot over their lack of, of response in, uh, in, in decrying these, these riots. Uh, I don't think COVID created the gun rush as much as the riots, because people can see the writing on the wall, they can see, you know, if for some reason the Democrats took control, that this is the direction that the United States would be heading in. And it's not pretty and it's not safe. So you have people that previously never thought they would ever need a gun. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've, I've heard that from, from people. Why do you need an AR 15? Nobody's ever going to need that. You know, this is never going to happen in the country. They're not going to confiscate guns. There's not going to be civil unrest. They just don't believe it could ever happen here. And now on the nightly news, they're seeing that not only could it happen, it is happening. And now they're going out and and getting guns. And and what's interesting, too, is that people that have never tried to buy a gun, for example, here in California, have no idea how difficult it is. You know, they've been hearing on the radio about, oh, we need to close the gun show loopholes that are putting guns in the hands of people that don't do background checks. And they go and try to get a gun, and first they have to have the proper ID. What do you mean? My driver's license isn't good enough? No, you don't have the proper ID, so you need to bring us your birth certificate or a passport. Then they show up with that, and they say, well, we also need to see a PG&E bill that shows the address that matches your driver's license or this or that. I've seen them in gun shops yeah. be turned away, and they can't believe it, and they're livid. And as they walk away, I look at them, and I say, hey, don't blame the guy in the counter. Blame the people that voted the politicians in that passed all these laws. Well, you and know, you can see it finally catches on. They go, man, this isn't right. This no, isn't right. Right. Well, you know, you don't. I, I don't. I, out in, in Nevada, you guys don't have a ten day wait period like we have to put up with here in California. Although well, now I'm that I think California. you're you're a California resident, right? Yeah. So I, I've I've lived with this for all my life, and I've seen the erosion of our gun rights, and I see the look on people's faces that previously never 
even thought about owning a gun when they when they try to get one and they can't. They wait in lines for for an hour and a half, two hours, three hours. Yeah. And they finally get in and they can't buy a gun and they're livid. <laughs> yeah. You know. And oh, they can buy it. Nothing. Oh, they can buy it. You just can't take it. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> Well, some of these gun shops, they won't even sell you the gun. They won't even let you look at the gun until you first done your, your uh, first you've shown them that you've got the proper documentation. And then secondly, that you've taken that uh, written test, you know, that shows that you're, you know, have some, some idea about gun safety. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, it's worse. I mean, it's less, less uh, taxing than uh, a DMV written test. I mean, it's pretty much ridiculous. It's, if you can't pass that test, you probably shouldn't own a gun because- right. Because it's so basic, it's so useless. Yeah. I, I wish I had a dollar for every story I've heard oh, about. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I've heard this over and over again from from so many people. Um, they go in to buy a gun from you know from a dealer, and they they go through the whole process and say, "All right, come back in ten days. You can have your gun." And they and they offer. They say, "Well, gee, can I pay more and take it now?" <laughs> no, well, and that's left, not how it works. But the left, <laughs> when the left goes in to buy a gun, they're the ones that they're most angry. And then I, I know a gun owner that just store owner, he goes, well, don't look at me. Who'd you vote for? Yeah, really. And then they really go out the door upset because they can't get a gun. And I mean, it's the politicians are doing one thing and the people are not aware of what they're doing until it's too late. Well, and that takes yeah. us back to the importance of training. I mean, we have uh, tens of thousands of uh, people just in San Diego County, just in Orange new County, and brand new, brand new gun owners. There are literally millions across the country, um, and that brings back to the importance of training. I go to Front Sight every single year. Um, I, I take at least a two-day, but usually a four-day handgun. My wife now goes, I think this is going to be her third year. She's determined to DG, Dr. Piazza, um, determined to DG. Um, she, I'll tell you, she is the most competitive person on the planet. And she is she isn't really overly into guns. That's not you know it's not really a big hobby of hers. It's a competition. But the competition part, man, I got her out on the line, you know, with twenty four other people, you know, and twenty five people standing behind them, and you know, it, it turned into a competition. You know, she's got to be her best, and a lot of it's a competition against herself. But anyway, um, Dr. Piazza is generously offering everybody one more time, just to let you know, frontsite.com slash gun owners radio. If you go there, you get a free four day uh, handgun course. Uh, which is normally $2,000. So you can get it for free, frontsite.com slash gunownersradio.com. Can't thank you enough, Dr. Piazza, for everything you do. Um, any any parting words, anything you'd like people to uh, to walk away f- uh, uh, remembering about Frontsite? Well, uh, the, the best thing that I can, I can say to people is to tell them that our purpose is to positively change the image of gun ownership in our lifetimes by training you, the listener, to levels of expertise with firearms that far exceed law enforcement and military standards. And it's more important now than it's ever been because we don't know what's going to happen on November 3rd. Hopefully uh, we continue on the path that we're on and we continue to uh, make America a a more free country. But if it goes the opposite direction, you know, quite frankly, uh, anything can happen. So we, we really need to be prepared. Vote, vote, vote in person if you can thank you very much dr piazza from front sight yep. really appreciate you coming on and appreciate everything you've done i can't wait to uh to go visit your uh, facility there in march 
Well, thanks so much for having me on. Call anytime. All right, buddy. Hey, thank you. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break. You listen to Gun Owners Radio right here on FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks, welcome to Gun Owners Radio slash the. Uh, Van, com Van Halen Show. <laughs> oh, oh, right here on FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Hey, you know, welcome firearms. Uh, welcome the Firearms Policy Coalition to our family. Brand new sponsor. Firearms Policy Coalition is dedicated to restoring and protecting the Second Amendment. Just like us. Firearms Policy Coalition works on the state and federal levels and have filed some of the most important Second Amendment lawsuits to date. Together, we are working on all levels to restore your gun owner's rights. That's why it's also important to support Firearms Policy Coalition. You can become a member at firearmspolicy.com.org. I'm sorry, firearmspolicy.org. There you go, Van Halen's other Dave, Dave Stahl. Yeah, you ah, I love that guy. <laughs> So uh, our next guest is uh, running for judge. Here come the judge, Mr. Paul Starita, who's running for uh, judge here in the San Diego County. Uh, what, what seat are you running for, Paul? I'm running for seat 30. Seat 30. And tell us a little bit about that. It's what what does that mean to people? Well, the, the, the seat is just a, is just a number. Um, the, there are about 134 judges uh, in our county, so it's a countywide race, and um, some some judges retire and put their seat up. Essentially, it becomes open, and then folks can run for it. And so, I made it through the primary, and that's what I'm doing. I'm running for an open seat. So, and and and, and so, what's your website? Uh, it's Dorita for judge.com s t a r i t a f o r judge.com so check out his website definitely do your homework but i wanted to talk to paul a little bit i want to talk to about your your background you have a background in uh you were a jag officer right correct i still am i've been in the marine corps for for 30 years i have two more years before they kicked me out i spent about 10 11 years on active duty in the last 20 or so in the marine corps reserve Wow, cool! So you're like uh, you're like uh, the Kevin Bacon character in uh, A Few Good Men, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's pretty exactly. much. So it's, it's, it's funny. It came out when I was in law school, and so it got me really inspired and pumped up to, you know, to hit the fleet, get in the courtroom, and and I did. You know, got you know my first taste of trial as a young captain. You know, right at brand new in the fleet out at Marine Corps Base Hawaii, and you know, I asked to go to North Carolina, and the Marine Corps sent me to Hawaii. That's kind of how my career has gone. So that sounds horrible. So I got a story like that. <laughs> we could talk about that. It sounds horrible that they would force you to go to Hawaii like that. Yeah, and he tried to go to Lejeune. That's yeah. what was. That's the that sad is kind thing. Of weird, right. yeah. What were you? That was my request. What were you thinking? <laughs> so one thing I don't understand, and I, you know, like the Marine Corps is a core of the Navy. I know that Marines get all upset when I say that, but they, no, they don't know. We're part of the Department of the Navy. They t- uh, I, it's 
fine. I don't get upset. Go, okay, it's good. The fact. So, I do you guys. You know, you guys don't have your own doctors. You know, you, you, you use Navy doctors, and they can you know dress in a Marine uniform and everything. But I did. Do you guys have your own attorneys? Did you go in saying, "Hey, I'm a, I'm a lawyer. I want to be." Uh, you know, in the Marines JAG, or, or did you have to go through the Navy, or how did that work? So I, I went straight into the Marine Corps, uh, and I said, hey, I want to be a lawyer. And they said, that's great, because we have we have judge advocates, and we work very closely with the Navy Judge Advocate General Corps, and, um, you know, the, we're, we're separate, but, you know, we're all all work together within the Department of the Navy. So you'll see crossover quite a bit. It's the Navy Marine Corps trial judiciary is where our criminal justice matters are heard. And for example, now I'm an appellate judge uh, in the reserve on the Navy Marine Corps Court of Criminal Appeals. Hmm. So our military justice apparatus is a joint apparatus between the Navy and the Marine Corps. So in the Marine Corps, were you actually, you were working as an attorney though? Were you actually defending and, and I don't, do do you prosecute as well? Prosecuted cases, defended cases. I've been a military trial judge, you know, and and it's interesting because I I don't, a lot of people don't really appreciate the fact that the, the military justice system is a lot like the state and the federal criminal justice system. The rules of evidence are essentially exactly the same. Uh, the rules of procedure are the same. It's based on our constitution. Uh, we have a ju- we have juries for cases, you know, the same rules apply in the picking juries. You go through the same procedures to get to a verdict. Uh, you sentence, you know, Marines and sailors who are convicted get sentenced. So it's you got a ton of experience then. I believe so. Yes, I believe so. And and it's it's interesting because uh, the San Diego County Bar Association. I'm, I feel uh, very fortunate. Uh, they they've evaluated me and, and gave me their their highest rating, of exceptionally qualified. So they looked at my entire you know body of work from the time I started as you know a, a young lieutenant in the Marine Corps, you know all the way through my couple of years in private practice, my 17 years at the U.S. Attorney's Office, and then the work that I continue to do in the reserve. So, I mean, that, that was a good, that was a good feeling. It was affirming to have, you know, a nonpartisan organization, you know, look at the 15 different factors that they consider and say, you are exceptionally qualified. You are the best qualified. Well, and that's not the only nonpartisan organization that uh, endorsed you. I just read that, uh, oh, correct me if I'm wrong. I hope I don't get this wrong. <laughs> Weren't you just endorsed by the Union Tribune? I was. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, honestly, for for a for a Marine Corps JAG officer uh, to get endorsed by the Union Tribune. Now, I, I'm not listen. I, I'm not a huge fan of the Union Tribune, but I'm not one of these guys that thinks they're this off the rails liberal, whatever. But they definitely have a have a slant. I, I'm not a huge fan of them for a reason. But when they endorse folks uh, to be a judge, they look they, they're they're looking at a whole different set. Of criteria than probably uh, you know most people or most most kind of regular voters are looking at. Um, they kind of look at um, you know, and I'm paraphrasing here, but they're kind of looking at someone who's professional, someone that that, that that's really uh, qualified, you know, according to their uh, industry to 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 do the job and do the job well. And they endorsed you over uh, your opponent, who was a Democrat mayor for a local city. I, I got to tell you. Um, that's it's amazing you pulled it off because the Union Tribune I would have thought on paper I would have thought that they would have endorsed the other guy 
which just because, like I said, because of who they are, who the Union Tribune is and what they normally do, um, for them to endorse you is truly uh, you are overwhelmingly uh, the right guy for the job. I don't, I don't know if that makes sense. Well, well, thank you. Uh, yeah, but you I know, think no, I, I appreciate that. I, I think that they, you know, they see that, you know, the judge race is different that we should truly be nonpartisan and we should pick the most qualified candidate. We should put politics aside. You know, granted, anytime you run for an election, you know, things get tribal. Everybody wants to suit up D or R. Um, But but I think it's but it's important here. You know, the, the judiciary should be that quiet branch. They should be that separate branch. They should be qualified individuals who are going to do justice and and i think you know the union tribune recognized that and i'm honored to have it and i'm and i'm glad they did so paul so paul let me ask you this were you surprised that they endorsed you well i they (laughs) i was surprised at the beginning they endorsed me in the primary Uh for the primary and so at that point you know it's kind of wide open there were four open seats there were 11 people running for for judge and um you know there were four in my in my seat and i i was surprised and you know but that was just for the primary and then when it came to the general i had hoped that they would follow suit and and continue along that course um i was very glad and and very excited to to receive that that endorsement the second time but the first time to be totally honest yes i was surprised you're a little surprised now just i just want to make cool that's pretty awesome honestly well that's the way you're supposed that's the way they're supposed to do it but you know the union tribune is under a different ownership times yeah so well not even the la times so much it's a privately owned individual that owns the papers but he's a doctor to be honest with you so it's good to see. Maybe maybe the ship is turning real slow, but it's turning. Well, I'll tell you, I... You know, the folks I I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, the folks I dealt with um, from the paper, they were, they were great. Uh, you know, they... They, the questions they asked and, you know, that it seemed to be, you know, completely, you know, fair process. And, right. and I felt good about it. I didn't, you know, I didn't feel like, like, you know, any kind of fix was in. I felt like that they, you know, they were definitely wanting to pick the best candidate. That's and awesome. I, and, I can't, and- I can't complain. People have asked, I'm going to make two statements. One, San Diego County Governors, we've decided to not endorse any judges because we're afraid that if we get in front of a judge that we've endorsed, that that might hurt our chances of of getting in front of that judge. Uh, And the other statement I want to make is that Paul has uh, been to a number of our meetings and talked to our our, uh, members, our group. Uh, He's the only guy in his race that has done that. And uh, we're very appreciative of, of that. And uh, we've talked all about the AR-15 that he owns and uh, what a great guy he is. And uh, again, encourage you to uh, check out his website. What's your website again, Paul? Storitaforjudge.com. So here's the deal, Paul. Gun owner, gun, gun owners radio is endorsing you. The heck with that San Diego County guys. They don't, you know, they don't know what they're doing. But the, but the, the radio show's on your side, sir. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And, you know, like I explained to people, I'm going to be a judge for everyone. Right. You know, it's a big county and a lot of different people, a lot of different groups. And and you need a person who's, you know, has that broad 
experience and background, and you know is going to be fair. So I, I definitely appreciate support. And you'll never get a more experienced judge than a JAG lawyer, let me tell you. <laughs> All right, buddy. Hey, have a wonderful week, and we will talk to you down the road, and good luck in the race. Gentlemen, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. All right. Hey, this is FM 96.1 AM Welcome back to Hour 2 of Gun Owners Radio with your hosts, Dave Stahl, Joe Germisi, and Michael Schwartz. Visit GunOwnersRadio.com with your questions and comments or to learn how to become a sponsor of the show. Time to get involved and get active. Together, we will win. Now here's Dave, Joe, and Michael on The Answer San Diego. All right, folks. Welcome back to FM 981. 981. 981. 981. That's my other. Isn't that like slow jazz or something? I know it is. I like that song. FM 961 and AM 1170. <laughs> the answer. God, I messed that up terribly. <laughs> Gun Owners Radio. It's been a long day. Been here since 1030. Thank you very much. Hey, folks, self defense and emergencies can happen to anyone, and unfortunately, the justice system may not be on your side. While you protect your family and property, U.S. Law Shield is here to defend you 24 7. 365 days a year with a comprehensive self-defense coverage at an affordable price. Bad guys don't take days off, and neither does our coverage. Get a plan from U.S. Law Shield. Check them out today at uslawshield.com. All right, we got the man, the myth, the legend, Joe Germisi, our covert blogger. And what are you doing today, son? That's right. I'm I'm back from a, a week in free America. So, um... You and your free America. Ah, oh, it was beautiful out there. That was nice. Um, yeah, I was out at um, a gun site in uh, Paulden, Arizona, and um, you know, not to be confused with front, front site in Pahrump, Nevada. So, um, yeah, both are training schools, and uh, you know, I'm I'm real big on training, and I always uh, suggest people do that. Uh, you just you really have to do that if you're going to own a gun. You can never get stuff. enough training. No, and and the thing that that you know I always tell people to do is you know try to figure out how you can do a week long course at least once a year, and uh, you know and like for me I mean I, I save up for it all year. It takes about a year to save up, and um, you know and I'll I try to get the gun site once a year. Um, the charity shoot at Front Sight is an outstanding deal. Just a great uh, great way to get into it. And now, um, you know, with, with Dr. Piazza's giving uh, our listeners, you know, the deal for a free class, I mean, that's a great way to discover it. But um, it's really worth doing. And um, I went out to um, Gunsight this um, this past week, or actually the week before, and um, took the intermediate pistol class. So they number their courses, um, you know, more sort of like a college does, I guess. You've got the uh, the beginning pistol, I think it's the 250 class, and uh, the intermediate's 350. And... Um, it's uh, really worth doing. It was a lot of fun out there, and uh, it was interesting if you were listening to the earlier segments with uh, Dr. Piazza from Frontsite uh, talking about what the state was doing to them out there. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting, in um, in Arizona with Gunsight, um, 
they're the same kind of thing. They're they're not as big as Front Sight is. Um, the Gun Sight School out in Arizona is probably the oldest school in the country for training um, training civilians in defensive uh, weapon use or you know defensive pistol uh, rifles and um, shotguns. And they're uh, I think they're like forty five years old, but they're um, they're a lot smaller than um, than what you'll find at Front Sight. Like um, I think at Front Sight they were talking about what fifteen hundred people or something like that in a week. Yeah, to, um, about a thousand. They can go up to two thousand, but yeah, yeah. So see, at gun site, we have four classes going. Uh, when I was actually, there was a fifth class there, and there was probably about two hundred people, something like that. So it's a little bit smaller, um, but just a lot of fun. And uh, like I said, everybody should do that kind of stuff. In the um, the uh, two fifty class, the first pistol class that they have there, very similar to what you'll find at Front Sight. Um, you know, the basic. They go through the. Um, you know the stance and the grip and uh, clearing malfunctions and you're on a square range and you're doing pretty much uh, the same kind of drills that you'll see at front sight all very good stuff uh, no matter what your shooting level is uh, for the most part if you spend you know front sight it's four days at gun sight they tend to be five day classes um, but if you spend a week out there you're going to you're going to leave better than you were when you got there in terms of your your capabilities mm-hmm. and stuff with the handguns and that's the goal and yeah and that's you know and and I think everybody should make an effort to do that and it's a lot of fun that that's the other part um taking the intermediate class they step it up a little bit and um we did a, a number of different things uh shooting and moving is something that um like I don't get to do that much and uh even when shooting the uh, matches every weekend um, a lot of times you're shooting, then moving, then shooting, then moving. Whereas uh, here they practice, okay, now what happens if, if you want to shoot while you're moving? And uh, so you go through and do a little bit of that, which was fun. Uh, shooting from different positions. Um, I found out I can actually get down in a prone position and shoot with a handgun. I was going to say, did you tuck and roll? I was I was hesitant, to say the least, because uh, you know, I, I thought, okay, I can get down here. You're uh, this big don't, thud. Don't know if I'm going to get back up. And... Um, <laughs> It was actually the way they show you to do it. Um, it was really pretty easy. The big surprise was um, something you wouldn't think about. You're laying there on the ground shooting, and after the first shot, you kick up a cloud of dust, and uh, it's really difficult to, uh, to see after that. Well, it's a good thing you're um, wearing your mask. Uh, yeah. Well, you know that's another good thing too. Again, they they addressed the COVID stuff, but there were they left the masks up to people. I they mean, said you're out doors and, and i'm sure it was windy well we spent a little bit of time in the classroom and then the rest of the time was outside and um like dr piazza was saying it's it's dangerous to do the social social distant distancing stuff easy for you, you to say i wish it was sort of like uh Cerakote. yeah but, right. um, <laughs> don't start but uh, <laughs> um you know the instructors have to be near you and it's and it's just like front sight there's a team of four instructors with about we had 20 people in our group and um you know they they left it up to people they said you could wear a mask if you want you don't have to wear one um there were in our group of 20 i think there were two people that that chose to wear masks um you know we had they had hand sanitizer around if you wanted it they did check everybody's temperature every day but um you know everybody had a great time it was you know it's um taking more of an adult approach to it i think um but we did a lot of different things uh they do a lot of simulator work which is fun um, we did some uh, force on force stuff, which is a lot of fun. If you haven't been through a course where you go through and uh, you know try to clear a building, uh, it's very interesting. It gives you perspective because uh, something that they always say, you know, and any any instructor class will tell you this, it's something you don't want to do. There, there's no reason for you to try to clear a building. The mm-hmm. only 
possible exception is if there was someone in your home and you had kids or a loved one mm-hmm. or somebody somewhere else in the house that you had to get to them. Um, but when you do it, they, they run you through, um, once or twice where they'll have, um, they'll have posters, uh, spread out around the building and you've got to go through and they show you how to open doors and go through doorways and go around things. Some of the posters are good guys. Some uh, are bad guys. So you've got to, um, you know, hopefully not shoot the good guys. Did you and, shoot them all? Um, Pretty much, yeah. I didn't. Uh, I didn't get the good guys in there this time. I didn't kill a hostage. Did that on the outside simulators, but uh, didn't do it on the inside simulators. Um, and then um, on the on Thursday of the week, uh, you get to do a force on force thing. So instead of posters in there, now they have real people in there with real simunitions, and they're shooting back at you. Oh, so they give you a scenario, and um, and that was a lot of fun. I wish we could have done more of that, and. Um, you know, they give you, you've got headgear and you've got a face mask and everything on. Um, but Like paintball? Um, yeah, they're smaller. They actually look like real, like, bullets, except the uh, the. But I mean, is it, when it hits you, is it like a paintball? It does. It stings and it'll leave a big well. <laughs> like, I got one right here on my arm. And uh, I'm old, so everything leaves a mark well, now. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> but um, you know, it stings a little bit, but it's a, it's a lot of fun. To have somebody shooting back at you like that is uh, interesting. What is there a danger of, so they had a couple of different levels of courses, is there a danger of uh, getting into a course that maybe you know is too advanced for you, or how do, how do they advance? How do they, you know, I'm always kind of worried about that. Yeah, how do they yeah. judge how whether do you, you should be in this course? No, and again, similar to what they do a front sight, um, you have to at gun sight you have to take the 250 course first. No matter what your background is, no matter what your experience is, everybody goes through the 250 course first. So then, as long as you um, and they're watching that, you. Yeah, and as long as you pass that at a certain level, they have four different levels, sort of like what Front Sight does mm-hmm. with their distinguished graduate and everything. And you've got to pass it with a marksman level, which isn't isn't really too bad. You got to just be reasonably competent, mm-hmm. and you can go on to the next ones. And um, you know the other classes because now it starts breaking up in the tactics. Um, there's the 499 class that I could do next, which is a lot more probably of the same stuff we did here. Mm-hmm. But then they have a tactical concealed carry class where they talk about. Um, shooting in different positions, different situations, dealing with active shooter situations. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do that kind of stuff. Um, there's a lot of different things like that, different tactics classes. Um, they do a two, two, three class where they incorporate that with a rifle. And, uh, so all that stuff is, is fun. I always encourage people to do it and, um, you know, try, you know, front sight is great. Gun sight is, yeah. What's is your website? really good. So it's uh, gunsightacademy.com. So you just type in all gun right. sight, you'll see it. All right, so let's take a quick break. And Joe has been so engaging, we're going to bring him back. And he's going to do a product review on the Core Essentials Leather Gun Belt. You will not want to touch the dime. And don't forget, all our equipment is running. We're on Facebook Live. You can go to sdcgo.org to find us or just click on Facebook and you'll see us on there. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. This is Gun Owners Radio on FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, educating you on your Second Amendment right. Now, here are your hosts of Gun Owners Radio, Dave Stahl, Joe Germisi, and Michael Schwartz on The Answer San Diego. All right, folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio on FM 96.1. AM 1170. The answer. The Eddie Halen Tribute Show. 
And PRMI Mortgage is the sponsor of this segment. Go to primerez.com backslash alpine because mortgage interest rates have dropped. And if you're looking to buy, refi, or maybe you're just considering a reverse mortgage, give our boy a call. He is our local mortgage guy. That would be Chris Wiley at PRMI Mortgage. For nearly 25 years, Chris has been helping local San Diegans with all their mortgage needs. Call Chris Wiley at 619-722-1303 or just go to primerez.com backslash alpine. All right, the man with the belt. Core Essentials Leather Gun Belt. What makes that stand out? Okay, so... um if you know if you people are new uh, to concealed carry and stuff like that, one of the things you really want to get is a for real decent gun belt mm-hmm. um, to wear. It, it makes a world of difference. Um, if you're doing this with your Sears belt, it's you're just not going to be happy. So um, you want to find a um, a real gun belt. So what we have here today is from Core um, Industries, and let me get it out of the box here. So what we have here is their um, this here. How's that? Um, so what we have here is the uh, the quartz, their their X1 gun metal gun belt, and um, what's nice about this, you know, when I first looked at this, I thought, wow, it's going to be kind of light. Um, I wasn't sure if it was going to give me the support and do the kind of stuff, you know, that you want from a gun belt. And um, I tried it out for a while, and it actually is um, it's very solid. Better than it's, you expected. It's deceptive because, um, and typically, what I do, you know, I'm wearing jeans all the time now, so I wear kind of a heavier leather belt. Mm-hmm. Um, this is perfect if you're still in that mode where you've got to dress business casual and stuff. This is a nice kind of dressy belt. Um, it's made out of two solid pieces of leather, so two strips that they um, that they uh, sew together. And it really is, if you feel it, it really is a lot uh, more significant than than I thought it was going to be when mm-hmm. I tried it out. Um, it's a comfortable belt. The um, They send it to you. I don't know if you could see on the back. Oh, it's hard to see here. On the back here, they um, they kind of measure it out. So what you do is you measure this thing to um, to uh, your specific size. And then cut it. And, yeah, this button, I don't want to flip it up too much because it, it, when it grips in there, it grabs the belt. So mm-hmm. I don't want to take it off and put it back. I could do that, I guess. No. So if you flip this back up here, you could take the belt, the buckle off. So what you would do is you would you would cut it to size here. So cut it to wherever you need it. Slide the, uh, the buckle on, and then it, it kind of locks on. And the buckle, the way the buckle works, which which is nice. If you can see the back here, it's kind of ratcheted, which is um, nicer here. So when this slips in, um, you kind of slip it in. I don't know if you can see it this way. Yeah, you're doing so good. if you yeah. slip it into the belt like that, and, and you then can listen. hear that click. So you could get this to pretty much exactly your mm-hmm. size that you want. You're not dealing with like inch long or inch wide holes or something like that. Sometimes you get you know between the size that really would be perfect. With this one, or, you or could, sometimes after dinner, you might need a different size belt. Oh, that's right. <laughs> you have to get the wife to come yeah, over to yeah. pull the la- latch up so the belt will come. Well, that's the other thing too that you get rid of the la- or you release the latch by. There's a little lever down here, and uh, I did find out if there's too much pressure on it, you gotta you gotta work with it to release it. So this could be you might, might want to do this before you wait too long after dinner. But um, yeah, just releases like that. So really nice belt. It's um, it's rated for four pounds, which um, I was thinking, okay, what, what does that mean exactly? And, um, or, you know, how does my gun work? Because uh, with me, I carry a Glock 19 and uh, had to do a little research, but mine fully loaded is just under two pounds. So this, they say, will work with, um, you know, up to four pounds of load. So that should pretty much work with a full-size gun, I would think, unless you have a really big, 
you know, revolver type gun or mm -hmm. something like that. Uh, this should work just fine with uh, most concealed carry guns. And that's what it is. It's a concealed carry um, belt. belt yeah. It's um, a little bit less expensive than some of the others. It's fifty nine ninety five, which is a, uh, a pretty good deal, actually, for this kind of belt. It's a nice, solid gun belt. Fifty nine's not bad at all. And um, here, I'll pass down to you. What, do they come in multiple colors? Uh, they do. They had I saw black and uh, a couple of different shades of brown. Mm -hmm. So um, they had that. Um, they warranty the thing for um, for a year. There's a, a thirty back or a thirty day return policy, so you could turn it back to them if uh, for some reason you don't like it or something like that. Um, but like I said, I you know I wore it for a little bit and um, it works fine with my holsters. So what's the biggest thing? What's the what's what's your what's the biggest thing you noticed? When you switched over to, you know, a legit gun belt. With um, just the uh, the belt or the gun, everything seems to stay up. I noticed with yeah. the other belt, it would sag on that side, and it would kind of come out a little bit. Um, like with, with this belt and with my other gun belts, if you tighten that thing up, it pulls the holster in, it pulls the gun in, and everything rides just the way it's supposed to ride. Yeah. With, um, you know, cheaper belts. And I used to have, you know, I had other leather belts, and I always thought they were fine, but they're not gun belts. And there's a, a definite difference because I know you did that, right? Yeah, you discovered that? I, I, yeah. The structure um, that comes with these gun belts, you know, I I found that when I was just wearing, I, I had a pretty heavy leather belt, pretty thick heavy leather belt before I switched to a gun belt, and I still was kind of messing with my gun. You know, I'd get out of the car and you had to kind of have to adjusting, and you know, there's a little little bit of that, but a little bit's too much. Um, the, uh, the 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 gun belt makes a world of difference. It well, just stays put. I had a gun belt myself, and I, the reason I wanted to look at it is the release mechanism, which is that little lever. The one I had, you just lifted up the the front of the belt, yeah. and it came out. Yeah, like the old kind of military style. Well, it broke. Used to do that. It broke, and I don't. I didn't even. I've never put a gun on it, and it broke. And looking at that compared to that, the difference is night and day. And my point is, if you're going to go out and buy a gun belt, you want to buy a gun belt that's designed for what you want it to do. And with a, you know, one-year warranty, you know, that's you want that's what you're looking for. Yeah, and this is pretty significant. I'll go ahead and pop this off. But no. if you pull this lever up. No, you can't right. do it. It never works because it's already. I'm showing people, right? Well, of course. So it slides off. And you can see this buckle. This buckle is pretty it's significant. Yeah, yeah, it's a nice buckle. Right. And um, they have other buckles on the um, the core, core industry site. And uh, so you could interchange these things. Mm -hmm. This is a an inch and a half wide. They had uh, an inch and three quarter wide belt as well. Some people like a wider belt. Right. Um, they also have a lot of different ones. Um, again, we have this, this leather one we're trying out. The um, they have uh, web type belts. They've got different sizes, different colors. Um, so really, quite a variety here. And they've got their classic belts. And then uh, this one came out of the other group, the everyday carry stuff. So the EDC belts. Um, but like I said, I was really I was kind of surprised because it, it feels like a nice lightweight belt. And again, if you're stuck in that business casual um, mode, this is a great belt. This will work really well for uh, for that kind of stuff. So. Um, we had that in the uh, the website here is Core Essentials, so coreessentials.com. And um, again, it looks like they had uh, quite a bit or quite a few things on there. But um, I was really surprised, though. Like I said, I had to, when I first looked at it, I thought, and eh, this is going to be light. <laughs> and um, tried it out. And they have their patented, um, what do they call it? Their Core, uh, Core, C O R, Core technology yeah. here. 
that they've um, you know they don't, and they don't tell you what it is exactly. So it doesn't doesn't feel like it's a metal core because some belts have a metal core on the inside. Yeah, it, it, it didn't stiffen them up. I was messing with it. it. Didn't feel like it's like hardcore steel. No, and that's so what it feels like a regular yeah a dress belt. Yeah. It does. Which um, again, I wore it for for a little while, but I mean, if you had to wear this all day long, it'd probably be really comfortable. And again, like I said, it's a nice looking belt. If you've got it to dress is. that way, it's. Um, it's did you really have to cut belt. it yourself? How easy was I, it you to know, cut? You know, it was funny because I did not have to cut it. Because <laughs> that's it, a pretty it, straight cut. Because it, it works perfectly for me right at the end here. Um, but yeah, if uh, <laughs> I'm assuming, uh, you know, how hard could it be? It's leather. <laughs> Doesn't it have metal in the middle? Um, no, this one does not. I'm not sure what their core technology is. Um, you but can you didn't see have it. to, to cut. me, everything is blurry. No, I, I used it oh, just at the length it came. I'll tell um, you, you know, CCWs, you know. Uh, there's a membrane in there, and it's it's pretty beefy. And it's not metal, though. It doesn't no. seem like it's metal. If you, women, if you're listening and you want your 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 man to uh, stop drinking so much and start dressing better, get a C, get him a CCW because- oh, That'll do it. Yeah, you can't drink while you're carrying, and then uh, you got to start wearing uh, real clothes. Okay, <laughs> better so, belts. So here's the question. <laughs> Looking at this, are there different lengths? There are. There's two general lengths that they send you. It's either, um, like a, and I can't remember the sizes now. Say 38 and 42. Yeah, there's there's the, well, no, it's it's a, a whole range. And, like, if you're above 44 to 57 or something, they'll send you one length. Well, the if reason I say it, because where it's been cut, it's been double-stitched. So if you were to cut, uh, uh-huh. you may have a fray. So be careful when you're ordering your belt that it fits you. Well, yeah. Then that it, way you don't have to cut it. Well, and again, too, the measure once, cut twice. Because if you look on the back of that, you'll see um, they've measured it out. So you could see, you know, you'll see oh. 34, 33, oh, yeah, 32. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just so, can't see you doing that. So you want well, <laughs> you want to cut it down. The other thing, um, too, if you see, because you can probably see on here where um, where this thing grabbed. Because yeah. what you'll do is you you put this belt back on, you yeah. flip this tab over, and those teeth bite but into But you still this. got the stitching as an added reinforcement. Uh, yeah, if you don't have to cut it at all. So can you call them before you order the belt and say, hey, I'm a 38, and um, would they cut it and stitch it, you think? That's a good question. I didn't try to do yeah. that because it seems like they come with two general lengths, basically. It fits so, you, so it's you either small or not. Gotcha. So, um but, but I yeah. bet if you called him up and said, hey, you know, because I, because then have him put that extra stitch in there so you'll never ever have to worry about it. Yeah. And you could, but even if um, you did cut it, because you could see, like I said, where that grabs down in here, yeah. even if it did fray here, yeah, that would yeah, be yeah. inside the buckle. True. So you wouldn't see it anyway. Yeah. No, but, um, nice belt. And for how much? Um, this is fifty nine ninety five. And um, wait a minute, we got a special. We a do. Gun owner special. Tell them about it. So that's right. So their website is coreessentials.com. That's A O R E. Yes, it is. And um, and if you go to the website uh, and you order anything from them, if you use the coupon code GunOwnersRadio10, uh, you'll get ten percent off of um, anything they whatever sell. you're buying. Yeah, cool. So that's what we have here. It's awesome. Mean? Yeah, that's a great that's a great uh, product. Yeah, it really is nice. Like I said, when I first looked at it, I thought, oh, that's going to be light. Put your, and, uh, put your little clipper back on. Really surprised. Yeah, I get it all back. Well, one place. of the things Mike talked about, almost one of the very first shows we ever did, was how disappointed he was trying to find a decent belt. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah, for a lot of reasons. Yeah, I know. <laughs> 
I don't know why I would know that. Why do I know that? <laughs> yeah, right. Well, it is. It's important. Like I said, if you're going to be lugging around two and a half. Because once you got a comfortable yeah. belt, you were in big heaven. You loved it. Once you, you know, you're going to be lugging around two and a half pounds of metal on your belt. Yeah. You want to be comfortable. There you go. And, right. you know, Glock 19, you know. That's you get under two pounds with a 19. Or two pounds. Two pounds. <laughs> under two pounds. Whatever right. it is. All right. We're going to take a quick break. This is FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer. Radio with Dave, Joe, and Michael to come on The Answer San Diego. FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Well, you know, thousands of new gun owners just found out what San Diego gun owners already knew. AO Sword Firearms in El Cajon has the widest selection of guns in the county. Hundreds of new and used guns in stock and everything you could want on an AR-15. AO Sword is also a professional gunsmith with a full machine shop for cleaning, repairs, Upgrades, customization, and Cerakote. Check out AO Sword on Facebook on or on AOSword.com. All right, normally David would call in, but he seems to be busy as as you can imagine he would yep. be. So we are gonna talk a little bit about San Diego County gun owners uh, voter guide and go into it a little bit in depth because I was asking questions off air. I-, I commented to Michael that it seemed a little incomplete. And he explained to me why it's incomplete. So if you're looking for a supervisor, school board, or somebody in your area and it's not on the guide, the reason is. The reason is. So let's start with, uh, first off, there are people listening from Orange County, Riverside, San Bernardino, right. and San Diego. So if you go to the website. And, and does it apply to them as well? Well, if you go to the website, everybody's got their own. So San Bernardino has their own. Riverside has their own. Uh, Orange and has their own, and then San Diego has their own. If you go to the website, uh, it's it's going to be right on the homepage, or if you just you know add slash yes, yeah, voter guide. I found it. Anybody can. Find it. <laughs> if they found it, anybody can find That's it. That's right. So everybody has their own in the county. Uh, so a couple things about the voter guide in each county. First off, we don't endorse on the federal level. We don't endorse on state level uh, races. Okay. So federal level, why don't we endorse on federal level? Well, because NRA already does that, and so does Gun Owners of America. We're not going to do anything better than they do. They do a fantastic job okay. of vetting the okay, candidates. I didn't know that. I need to go to NRA, NRA, or 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 GOA, Gun Owners of America. Either okay. one of them. Okay. They're going to be fantastic. Um, we don't endorse on the state level because CRPA, California Rifle and Pistol Association, does that. Gun Owners of California does that already, and we're not going to do anything better than they're doing. Right. They vet out candidates, and you know, state level races being the assembly, the governor, gotcha. state senate. Um, but what nobody, what what nobody's doing, what they weren't doing, and they still aren't doing, is they're they're not vetting out and endorsing candidates right here in your backyard so city council school board uh sheriff county board um, all these local boards and councils that make a huge impact on your life they you know with their regulations and 
you know, and we're seeing that firsthand with uh, COVID. You know, they get to decide who opens and who closes, and uh, you know, they they almost shut down gun shops, uh, but but uh, there there was a fight, and uh, gun shops got to stay open. Went all the way up to Trump. Trump actually had to step in eventually, but it was it was definitely a, a fist fight uh, mm-hmm. figuratively uh, before that happened. So your question to me was, hey, how come not every single uh, you know person running? Yeah, person running. How come? Because we're it's an, it's a list of endorsed candidates, and it, it's not a it's not a rating system. Gotcha. So we reach out to everybody that we possibly can. You know, uh, school board, city council. Of course, Alpine doesn't have a city council. Right. Um, they have the their you know their county board, um, which is uh, the endorsed candidates Joel Anderson, uh, but they have school boards, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. water board, fire board, all kinds of different boards and councils. So we reach out to as many people as we possibly can. That are you know, running. Yep. We and the first step is our questionnaire. We send out the questionnaire <laughs> and say, hey, fill out our online questionnaire. It's got you know a dozen questions on it, and from there, that's the first step. That's not the only step. So from there, we can get a better idea. Okay, does this person know what they're talking about mm-hmm. and they're on our side? Uh, do they Are they not on our side? Or occasionally we'll get somebody who, you know, doesn't really seem to know what they're talking about. They want to be on our side. And that is an education opportunity. Gotcha. We want to get a hold of that person, educate them, you know. And then see where they're at. See where they're at, steer them in the right direction. Okay, well, so that, let me ask. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, and that and that's a good service or a good thing that we provide too locally, because a lot of times you know, you know a lot about the federal, you know, the at the national level, you know about the candidates at the state level, but all these people that are on the ballot that are local, that like Michael was saying, really do impact your life mm-hmm. in the day to day thing. A lot of times you see these names, you see these lawn signs, but I, okay, who is that? Yeah, but I don't yeah. know anything about it. Well, so when, this is a good help. I think so with that. we're getting inundated with mailers you know and there's quite a few there's the police uh you know list of who they endorse yeah and then there's california gop which yeah. is but how can you i mean so why why wouldn't you just vote for the republican right well that if yeah, you're, but if I, you're worried I, about second amendment issues why why not just vote for the republican because i don't trust it exactly um you know if you look at chula vista uh john mccann he, he he'll tell you right to your face that he's a good old gun, you know, red meat eating uh american gun, gun you lover. know gun loving second amendment republican and then he stabs but, you. then he stabs us in the back and he votes for a gun ban so you know we have to leave partisanship. If you're if you're a gun guy, if you're if you're a partisan, if you're just simply a Republican and you're happy with the red flag, you know, and you're just a Republican, fine. fine. You know, be a Republican. But if you're not, but if you're worried about gun rights, if you're worried about the Second Amendment, um, our advice is okay. So we're, why don't we weigh in on every race? Because when we send out our questionnaire, a lot of people don't respond. And we try them. We try to get them to respond. A lot of people don't. There's a lot of reasons they may not respond. One is they don't like guns. Two is they're, gee, they're just not too sure. Or three is- They don't want to be on the record. Yeah, they don't want to be on the record. Yeah. They're not going to- And if you think they're not- If they're not going to answer a questionnaire when they're campaigning, how are they, you really think they're going to stand up for you when they're in office? No. No. So uh, we, if you don't answer, if you can't answer a questionnaire, if you can't state, well, here's where we, here's where we, uh, here's where I stand on, on a couple of different gun issues. You're not, you're not our friend. Right. <laughs> you're not going to stand up for us. Yeah, because I, I just don't trust those mailers because the way they're written, you know, especially, you know, and I'm not saying anything negative one way or the other, but like the one that's endorsed by the police, you know, even that caused me to pause. 
you know, because I'm reading the people that they're endorsing, and I don't know any whether or not. Well, I, law enforcement unions have, have, have really fooled people for years. They really only – there's one reason a law enforcement uh, union, you know, uh, is going to endorse somebody, and that's to get – Police officers more pay. Right, it's got to do. Yeah, to that's benefit. it. You're, you're not going to get. You're not going to be safer in your community. Um, that's all it is. That's why I circle filed that one. And it's uh, you know they're not going to stand up for your Second Amendment rights. They didn't help you get CCWs. Okay. So in fact, they were they were uh, in some cases against against it. it. So let's go one step farther. Okay. So I don't trust this guy. I don't trust the. I don't trust the. What do I do? Where do you really, truly, and you don't, that stupid book, I'm not reading that thing. It's just too big. So uh, so our, my advice is this, and I've talked about it in every election. Um, I, I believe that you should uh, vote for, if you can't find a source, a Second Amendment source that has endorsed the candidate, leave it blank. Leave it blank. People feel obligated when they go in there. They feel obligated. I have to vote for, you know, A or B. I have to. No, you don't. Leave it blank. And one of the big reasons I say that is because for years, consultants have told them, have told uh, uh, candidates, hey, you know, just ignore gun owners. They're just, they're, you're a Republican. They're going to vote for you. Just, you know, we're, you know, really? t- they totally take them for granted. They're going to vote for you. What are they going to do? Are they going to vote for the Democrat? You Don't know, worry about it. And okay. that system that's been set up, that that uh, it has has is no benefit to gun owners over the last twenty years. You know, you're right. I'm sitting there like, God, I gotta feel something. I mean, I gotta pick one of these. So, so if you look back over the last twenty twenty five years, and you think to yourself, Wow, look at all these horrible gun laws. And then you look at your ballot and go, well, I'm going to continue to do the same thing I've been doing. Vote for Republicans because yeah, yeah, they're going to. And that's probably your gonna problem. Nothing's going to change. Nothing's going to change. So start making, you know, make those Republicans earn your vote. If the NRA hasn't endorsed them, if the uh, CRPA hasn't endorsed them, if we okay. haven't endorsed them on the county, you know, get out of there. When you know, in doubt, leave, leave it blank. And then call them and say, hey, I wanted to let you know. You're running for school board. I didn't vote for you because San Diego County gun owners didn't endorse you. Uh-huh. Orange County gun owners didn't endorse you. Or, hey, you're running for uh, uh, Congress. You know, NRA didn't endorse you, so I'm not voting for you. Right. You know, now I, I recognize that a lot of people, uh, you know, there are a lot of different issues out there that matter mm-hmm. to people. I totally get that. Uh, but I could make the case all day that it is tougher to be a gun owner in California than anything else. It's tougher to be a gun owner in California than a homeowner or a taxpayer or to be pro-life or, or pro-choice or, a, yeah, or pro-pot. Really? It's tough. So we have got to start moving this up the priority list. Right. It's always everybody's third or fourth. Well, let's see where they – you know, there's always the uh, there's the uh, uh, issue du jour, you know, every, every election cycle. You know, maybe it's immigration or maybe mm-hmm. it's foreign mm-hmm. policy or whatever. And your gun rights are always number five, right. number six, number seven. Nobody means, wants to address it. Which means they don't matter. Right. They don't matter. Yeah. So until you start saying, hey, look, this matters to me. It's my number one issue. It's the only way I vote. Nothing is going to yeah. change. Well, you know, and the other thing, too, that you always point out is a lot of these politicians, once they get up to the state level where they create all these bad laws, they started out on school boards, on city councils. So, you know, by paying attention how you vote locally, you could knock one of these people out mm-hmm. before they even get going up there and avoid the whole problem. Because they don't change yeah. their colors. Nope. No, not Once usually. they start, 
you know, they may to your face say, oh, no, 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 I'm, I'm all for Second Amendment. But the minute they vote against it, that's, that's a red flag. Yeah, it, and it's, you know, and, and I know everybody, a lot of people are, are listening and they think, well, gee, what can we do? We're in California. We're, we're outnumbered. Oh, my gosh. We're, we're never going to be, be able to do anything right. And it's all, everything's always going to go wrong. You know, 35, maybe 40 percent of people who can vote do. And all you have to do is get enough people to show up to beat them by one vote. Mm-hmm. So it's not like we have to get an entire district to change right. not every single voter. Right. So help the help the folks out that we endorse. Check out our endorsement list. Check out the NRA and Gun Owners of America. Check out CRPA and Gun Owners of California. And vote for people that are endorsed by Second Amendment uh, organizations or don't vote for them at Period. all. Leave it And then call and let them know. Right. Well, I guess I just vote for Trump and that's the end of it. Yes. Trump, yeah. He's, he's like the only guy. His first day in in, in, in uh, uh, elected office. office was president. Yeah. So he didn't start. He's the only guy. He's yeah. the exception to the rule. He didn't start on a he city council. He is the only guy. He, he, nobody grew him. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Gun Owners Radio FM 96.1 AM 1170 The Answer Alright folks, welcome back You're listening to Gun Owners Radio on FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks. Welcome back. And don't forget, it is thanks to our sponsors that we get to broadcast and bring you the best Second Amendment content in the nation. So please, right now, check out the website of Attorney John Dillon, U.S. Law Shield, Firearms Legal Protection, A.O. Sword, and El- in El Cajon, that is, PRMI Mortgage, Firearm Policy Coalition and get yourself a Cali key. Need to find out more info on our sponsors? Go to gunownersradio.com. All right, my friend. Little eruption by Van Halen. Yeah, I know. It actually distracted me. <laughs> you know, I saw a, uh, before we get into our, our segment here, I saw a really cool YouTube video where uh, some father, I think it's probably about my age, probably in his 40s. He's got a 16-year-old and a 13-year-old, yeah. and he put them in front of the computer, and he showed them video of Eddie playing Eruption, which yeah. is what that just was, this right. like 10-minute solo. And and watching these kids- Their eyes. They just went crazy. They were like, oh my God, I don't, they didn't even know what was happening. You know, like, how is he making those noises? And the funny thing is, that was everybody. That was the entire nation oh, back yeah. in like, you know, the early 80s yeah. when he came out with this. It was everybody's reaction. Yeah. Like, what is, what is he doing? How, how is he, he doing How is he doing it? So well, I told was, you real quick. I heard a weird rumor about how he did it, but I don't know if it's true or not, where he cut in between his fingers to reach some of the chords no, on the solo, no, but I don't no, know if that's true. Oh my Come on. Goodness. Who is this guy? Well, that's just, but you know what? I, I had a friend of mine went over to his house. He played his guitar. It was okay. Yeah. Another guy came over, picked up the same guitar, and I looked at him, and he looked at me, and he said, is that a different gu- gu- guitar? Yeah. Yeah. Because I think that, well, you know, you've played instruments before. Yep. Yeah, yeah, he's amazing. I got to tell you, I could do a whole hour show on Eddie. Van he Halen. should he not truly be, was a treasure. He should not be gone. That's it, it. Was almost he became so good that he became cliche, and and people forgot why he was, he was so special. Yeah. You know, I mean, when when you when you're on a movie with uh, Bill and Ted, you know, and people forgot how truly special he was. All right, enough about that. Hey Sam, how's it going? Are you a Van Halen fan? 
Yeah, I mean, he, he's a little before my time, but I, I mean, I, I can't deny his uh, incredible talent. Unbelievable talent. The guy, I mean, he's like got little electric motors in his fingers. So we got a good one for you. Get ready. We do have a good one. You ready, man? Uh-oh, I hope so. All right, cool. This is our most popular segment. Uh, people send in questions, uh, gun-related questions, gun trivia questions, and we ask my uh, my nephew here, Sam, uh, the question, and more often than not, he gets them right. But if you stump my nephew, you get a shirt and a hat. If you send us a question and uh, we use it on the air, you'll get the shirt. But if you stump him, we'll throw in a hat just for you. All right, here's the question. This comes from Mara in Chula Vista. She wants to know, from which country are the most shotguns imported into the United States? So from which country are the most shotguns imported into the United States? From which country are the most shotguns imported into the United States? Now, working in a gun store, my inclination is immediately to say Turkey, because I know that there are a huge number of those coming in right now. There are a few Turkish factories making um, pump action and especially semi-auto AR style shotguns that are, are seemingly very popular for their price point and they're sold under a variety of different names. But then also part of me realizes that uh, some Mossberg parts are made in Mexico, so I don't know if that counts. But um, and, and then, of course, there are some still coming in from China. But really, my my inclination is to say probably Turkey. <laughs> That's ridiculous. So the big three, the big three are Brazil, Germany and Turkey. But number one out of the big three with approximately it's about four hundred and forty one thousand shotguns. Uh, it's Turkey it comes from Turkey. Correct. So Mossberg and Remington account for about 95% of the shotguns uh, bought in the U.S., about uh, 900,000. Uh, okay, so for extra credit, I got an extra credit, extra credit question, which should be, this is a softball right over the center of the plate, Sam, okay? So uh, w- from what country uh, are the most handguns imported? From what country are the most handguns imported? Yeah. So the most 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 of the shotguns that are imported in the United States come from Turkey. What country do most of the handguns that are imported in the United States come from? There's a lot of handguns out there. I I don't know. I kind of want to say Austria or Germany because of how much handgun manufacturing they have there, but it's probably going to be something like Brazil, isn't it? No. No, no, we go to pick one. I just I, I'm giving it away here. Go ahead, pick one. In other words, you picked it. You just didn't get. You just didn't put it in the right sequence. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say Austria. It's Austria because ah, because of Glock. That. Oh, is that is that where Glock? <laughs> that's where. Yeah, because of Glock. Uh, Austria is there too, but yeah, it's because of Glock. It, it's by far. I, is this this question came in? We looked it up, but by far. Uh, the most amount of handguns why, imported in the United why States. Why is that? Because Glock is so popular. Well, I know, but why is it made in Austria? Uh, that's, be- that's where Gaston Glock, the inventor, was from. Oh, yeah, once upon a time, um, there was a middle-aged man who had made his fortune by uh, making plastic lawn chairs, and um, he heard that the Austrian army was looking for a pistol to replace their old World War II-era P-38s, so he got some engineers together and um, had them design what ended up being uh, the perfect pistol. And you know it's perfect because they're on the fifth generation of it. 
biting social commentary from me. Hey, I own a Glock. They're great. <laughs> no, I love Glocks. That's what I have. But I, to go back to Sam's other answer, though, Sam, do you know why? Um, just I'm just curious here. The uh, the turkey is such a big uh, source of shotguns because you would think. I mean, shotguns sound like like an American kind of gun. You know, it's interesting that a lot of it comes from Turkey now. Do you have any idea why that is? Well, I don't. I don't think there's any really one reason. But Turkey has a very long history of uh, producing shotguns, and they they were renowned for a long time for producing very high quality shotguns. Um, like pre United States, in use like in in Europe especially. Yeah. Um, but uh, like I said, right now a lot of. Um, at least just what seems to be popular based on my observations are the uh, the sort of AR-style box magazine-fed shotguns. So a lot of countries that ban guns don't ban, like, over-under shotguns or double-barrel? Yeah, so- it depends on the country. Each country's gun laws are different, but um, just to name Russia as an example, uh, you can own a shotgun... You can buy a shotgun immediately after getting your proper permitting and licensing, but you can't buy a rifle until something like 10 years uh, after having owned a shotgun. So so when they're talking about – so Turkey's been making double-barrel shotguns for, you know, 400 which, years. Which is what I was looking for. And uh, I was looking at the CZ, one of the CZ double-barrel shotguns, and it was it was from Turkey. Made in Turkey. A lot of I think uh, the Springfield XDs are from Turkey too. I mean that's a handgun. No, those are from uh, Croatia. Actually. Or Croatia. I knew it was some goofy, some goofy country over there. I don't know. Well, you know, it's interesting. <laughs> Sam was talking about the the more AR style shotguns, and I was just looking in. Uh, I had a copy of Guns Magazine here uh, that I was looking through today, and they have that Keltec bullpup thing, the uh, the thing with the three uh, magazines, which I could have chosen as my uh, the thing that I won at the uh, charity event. And instead, you know, I kind of looked at that and said, hey, you know, it's just not me. I'm not going to shoot that. Did you win? Uh, I did, but I selected the uh, the little Winchester uh, 1300 instead. But that, that bullpup. The KSG? You're talking about the KSG that with the, it's got the three, two ammo tubes. No, it's got, th- well, the one I had was, was three, and I think that's what the Caltech one is. But, but Sam will straighten The Caltech has uh, two magazine tubes okay. and, and a barrel over that. Okay, so that was a different one then. Because the one we had there, had it had three tubes. And they rotated. At three, uh, was it? Could it have been IWI and not Caltech? Because that one has four. Uh, could that have been. Is that like a twelve hundred dollar gun? Is that about uh, the range there? Say again. Is that about a twelve hundred dollar gun? Is yeah, that... the IWI TS twelve. Yeah, yeah, and that's what they were talking about. So yeah, that's that. Was I think one. you. I think you made the right choice because I don't think that's California legal with the rotating. So you probably made well, the right choice no, there. I, well, they were saying it is because because David Chong was one of the guys. I think he, uh, he right. donated that. He knows. And that. Well, we said it was California legal because each magazine is only five uh, rounds. Uh, right. So he it's knows. technically okay. Amazing. Well, I love my Keltec. I love my. It's the only gun I've. We've. I keep talking about this Keltec that I love so much, but uh, I absolutely love it. But, but to answer your question, the reason Turkey, because I, I looked that up too. I was actually on the phone with Rich at the time. We were both kind of wondering, but they've just been in the game for so long, and they've been making you know double barrel and over under shotguns for you know everybody, Europe and Australia, so and they tend to make them for other companies, or they're big Turkish name brands that you see out there i saw a list of like 10 brands uh 10 uh turkish uh, uh shotgun manufacturers i'd never heard of mm. so you know i'm not really big into like high quality uh, over-unders and you know that sort of thing i'm just not just just not right. my not my area but all right uh, sam anyway. hey turkey. great job as usual 
Thank you very much, and uh, and have a great next week, and we will talk to you next week. Thanks very much. You too. You guys stay safe out there. You got it, buddy. Hey, folks, if you're listening on Facebook, YouTube, or on a podcast, make sure you hit like and subscribe. And please support all our great sponsors. Make sure you tell them that you heard it right here on KCBQ. Firearms Legal Protection, San Diego County Gun Owners, U.S. Law Shield, Cali Key, PRMI Mortgage, the Dillon Law Group, AO Sword Firearms, and Firearms Policy Coalition. Just go to gunownersradio.com to find out how to get a hold of our sponsors. And I want to thank Michael Schwartz, Joe Germisi, Sam the Gunman, and our digital master, Brendan Thomas. And, of course, we have Rich, our computer guru, sitting in the house. All right. We're going to take off. It's been a wonderful day. We'll definitely talk to you next week. And remember, vote, vote, vote in person. Gun Owners Radio, fighting to preserve and restore your Second Amendment right. Learn more about Gun Owners Radio and how to become a guest or sponsor by visiting gunownersradio.com. Join Dave Stahl, Joe Germisi, and Michael Schwartz every week at this same time as they talk guns and Second Amendment rights. Have fun while staying informed and getting involved. This has been Gun Owners Radio on The Answer San Diego. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl.